All right, only 47 days. You have all of the power, and this country is on the wrong course. There's no other way to define it. The stakes couldn't be higher. This is an inflection point, a tipping point election. Hannity, you've said that in other elections. You're right. I have. But I don't, I've never felt as convicted or a sense, have the, had the sense of urgency that I have regarding this election. And the House, the Senate, it's all real. Uh, tomorrow, Kevin McCarthy will join us. And we're going to talk about his commitments to America. This is now 28 years later since the contract with America and Republicans. I have suggested this many times over the years that Republicans come up with very core principles and promises and put it on paper. Tell the American people what you're going to do and then do it. It's that simple. It can't be like, oh, we're going to we're going to replace and repeal Obamacare, 65 meaningless votes. And then when you have the real opportunity to switch it, say, yeah, never mind. You know, I'll never forget that, what, seven senators, Republican senators uh, that voted for a straight repeal of Obamacare two years earlier. Then when they had the chance and Donald Trump would have signed the bill. Uh, never mind. We didn't really mean that. Pretty unbelievable. Just a straight repeal bill. Uh, I remember Rand Paul. He couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I felt it was a betrayal. You know, there's an, there's an old adage, and it's in radio, and I think it fits everything in life. If you're going to tell people you're going to do something, tell them you're going to do it, then do it. And then when you're done doing it, remind them that you did it and you fulfilled your promise. It's really that simple. If you promise your kids you're going to take them to Disneyland, if they get straight A's on their report card and they do their part and they get the straight A's on their report card, uh, you got to take them to Disney. That's all there is to it. Got to keep your word. Your word is your bond, et cetera, et cetera, in life. Wish more people live by that, but a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, do not. There is, um, we're getting a ton of reaction to the interview with President Trump last night. Let me give you a little bit of the behind the scenes. Uh, so I go over there after radio to Mar-a-Lago. By the way, he, I think it's like the best real estate deal in the history of mankind. He paid next to nothing for the place. And it's 22 acres. And it's on the intercoastal on one side, on the ocean on the other side. It is stunningly beautiful. Um, and they've got cottages all over the property, I guess, for members of Mar-a-Lago. From what I hear, it's really expensive to join. I don't know. Um, I've been there a few times before. Not many, but I've been there a few times before. And I've enjoyed it every time. And anyway, so meet the president. We did the interview in the, they have a ballroom at Mar-a-Lago. I think they do a lot of events and weddings and stuff like that. So we go there and um, the president, now think about all that he's going through, all that he's been through, and you would never know it. That's the first thing that strikes me. There, when you're under attack, when most people are under attack, the stress level gets so high that, you know, a lot of people would like collapse under the pressure. Trust me, we have a lot of pressure in my business too, but it, it doesn't even come close to the pressure, the constant, negative, nonstop, never-ending. You know, I, I listed the other day, what, 30 investigations into Donald Trump. It is unconscionable. But he has this remarkable ability to compartmentalize all of it away and focus on the task at hand. And it was like nothing had happened that day, meaning the whole Letitia James thing didn't even happen. It just kind of like a normal day for him. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. 
the interesting stuff that came out of it. We'll play a little bit of the interview coming up later in the program. Well, but the best part is, is that by the time we got done talking about Letitia James and what happened yesterday, and by the time we got talk got done talking about Mar-a-Lago and the raid and all of the instances in which his family, frankly, have been persecuted at this point, and all the things that happened and all the false charges and a dual system of justice. And, and this is what the country now has to decide. Do we want equal justice under the law? Do we want equal application of our laws? I talked about that yesterday, both on radio and TV, uh, or not. Because, you know, Hillary Clinton, I've, I've played it enough. I won't play it again. Jim Comey laying out all the top secret classified information that she had on her servers and then, of course, we don't have 33,000 of the emails because they were washed clean with bleach pit. You mean like with a cloth? No, with bleach pit. Who had heard of bleach pit before Hillary Clinton? I'd never heard of it. But apparently it's some, I don't know, program. I, don't even, I still don't even know what it really is. Um, I remember Ed Henry famously asking her, did you wipe your server clean? And he's like, with a cloth? I mean, it was a dumb answer, and I think she was playing dumb. But um, she certainly knew what he was asking. And but anyway, so they, what, like with a cloth or something? No, I don't know. Nobody really knew what bleach bit was at the time. Nobody knew. Now, everybody knows what a hammer is. And if you take blackberries or iPhones and you, you smash them with a hammer, I don't know, maybe maybe people do that. I when you get a new phone or something, I have no idea. But, you know, it just is not something anybody normal would ever think of. But she really wanted that information gone. And I still to this day believe that a lot of the Russian disinformation dossier was in, in fact designed to take away attention from the email server scandal that was very real for her. And the reality is that Jim Comey admitted crimes were committed, but she didn't really, we didn't see that there was purposeful intent. Okay, Donald Trump purposely intended to take boxes to Mar-a-Lago with classified information. The interesting thing is, electronically, Hillary Clinton had more top-secret classified information than what the DOJ is claiming Donald Trump had. 11,000 of the Trump documents, and I'm not talking about the 500 pages of information, attorney-client privilege information with his lawyers or his medical records, um, or, oh, he mentioned last night that his will apparently was in there or his passports were in there. I mean, really personal stuff that, you should never have, but you had a magistrate who had previously recused himself from a case involving Trump and Clinton because of his hatred of Donald Trump. So why did they go to this particular magistrate? Probably because they thought they'd get what they wanted, meaning the Justice Department. And it's a very, very, very odd time in, in our country's history here because if we politicize we criminalize uh, political differences, and if we get to the point <clears throat> where what your politics are will judge how you are treated by the justice system, then we have lost all, all control of our constitutional republic and our system of governance. Everybody has to be treated equal under the law, equal justice under the law, equal application under the law. You can take Jim Comey's, no prosecutor would ever prosecute speech and take the specifics of what Donald Trump may or may not have had that they deem top secret or classified 
and just put in the exact numbers where you would put Hillary's, and then you would have to come to the same exact conclusion if you believed in equal justice and equal application of laws in this country. So anyway, back to the story. So we spent the hour last night, but then we just kept talking. And it was like there was no rush to get out of there. It was a, you could hear a pin drop in the, in the room that we were in. And he was engaged as ever. I don't think Joe Biden could ever sit that long and be that articulate on one topic after another in rapid, you know, succession. Just boom, 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 boom. Just kept hitting. We went to the borders. We went to the economy. Went to inflation. We went through gas prices. Uh, we went through Vladimir Putin's threat of a nuclear weapon. Um, we went through. Uh, Afghanistan. We went through all of the issues this country is now facing. And with great passion. Here's the thing about part two tonight, because we're going to air it on my TV show, Hannity, on the Fox News channel. You are going to be surprised at some of his answers about what he wants for this country. And even as it relates to Joe Biden, putting aside Joe and Hunter you know, there's a whole system of justice for them because we have all the evidence. Joe Biden lied on a spectacular level when he said that he'd never talked to Hunter about his foreign business dealings. There is so much evidence that implicates Joe Biden, even on Hunter's laptop from hell, which the FBI has had for years, that proves all of that statement that he repeated again and again wrong. But what, do you want, what is motivating him? At one point I ask him, and I say to him, why do you want to go through this again? Why don't you, you have a great life. You live in a beautiful mansion. You love to play golf. I think when he's free, he plays golf every day. You, you know, you can write your memoirs and not put your family through this because the kids got dragged in yesterday, as you know. And I, I'm not going to give you the answer, but when you hear the answer, I think it'll surprise a lot of people. And I think that at its core, this is the person that I talked to before he ever decided to run because I did my own vetting of him. You know, when I supported Dr. Oz in the campaign for the Senate in Pennsylvania, I would tell people, I'm not supporting him because I know him. Because I've known Trump now, I guess I'm, it's going on 30 years. I supported Dr. Oz because I knew him to be an America first, make America great again you know, common sense American conservative. And he's not radical. And he represent, he's going to represent and work harder than John Fetterman's even capable of because the guy never worked a day in his life. That he's been a trust fund brat. And, you know, he just likes to look tough with his hoodie and his tattoos. The guy's never done anything of substance. Even when, when he was city council, I'm sorry, when he was the mayor, he'd miss most of the city council meetings and just wouldn't show up. Small town. But he would show up because as lieutenant governor, when he became lieutenant governor, he did show up for all of the pardon and uh, parole board meetings as he was freeing one murderer, one criminal, one violent criminal after another. I mean, Oz has been calling him the number one pro-murderer advocate in the country. And it's all true. But we'll get to that for another day. You know, what's happening in 47 days is so critical I don't know if we had another two years. I don't know how we get out of the hole. The biggest problem Biden has on top of his horrific 
you know, energy, economic, border, foreign policies. The worst part is he's locked in. It's a rigid ideology. His party has been co-opted by the climate alarmist cultism that it now represents. So even if he wanted to pull a Bill Clinton, the era of big government is over. The end of welfare as we know it. He's never going to do it, which means they're going to double down on stupid, double down on begging foreign countries for the lifeblood of our economy, double down on being weak on the border and having open borders, double down on uh, importing oil, but don't produce it domestically and don't supply our Western European allies that desperately need our help now. Why would things get better? I don't think there's a foreign leader that fears Joe Biden in the world. Now Vladimir Putin is threatening to use nuclear weapons. What's Joe going to do? Sadly, I don't see him lifting a finger. I don't even know if he knows that today is Thursday. All right, listen, these are recessionary and inflationary times. Look, there's one cell phone company I trust that upholds your values, my cell phone company. And I also can tell you from experience that they will give you fair and honest pricing. I'm talking about Pure Talk. Now, with Pure Talk... Um, listen, you're going to love this network. Use the exact same cell towers, 5G network. You get the same number of bars, meaning power on your phone, as you do from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and it's about half the price. And, and you're helping create American jobs. Now, they also offer great programs that will save you a ton of money. You can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. Some families saving well over $1,000 a year. Average is saying close to $1,000 a year, and you'll get your first month free if you do it right now. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword save now, one month free when you switch to my company, Pure Talk, the exact same coverage, half the price. Pound 250, keyword save now, and you get one month free. 1-800-529-5552. 